another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Swizz. <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining us for the North Melbourne, the baby blues coming out straight off the bottom of the ladder with some awesome picks and some awesome talent in their books. Uh, Swizz, thanks for having me or for you. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you, Benny. Yeah, no, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Ben. Appreciate you being here, mate. <laughs> oh, a bit of role reversal. It is soon to be the first um before we move on social media sc insider 100 on facebook twitter twitch also you can find us on all the audio platforms as well uh spotify soundcloud stitcher google Podcasts, pretty much we're everywhere you name it we are there and also on the youtube find us super coach insider like subscribe hit those 1000 subs and get those comments going guys we love the comments uh, yeah, i love the of, comments a lot of, lot of talk love. on twitter today with the boys and that out there so yeah yes. we had a bit of a chat about the weekend and Obviously, that's uh, changed a few people's opinions on certain players. But oh, we'll definitely. Go, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that for another pod and get into the Rue Boys, mate. Yep. And it was also on the George podcast as well. I just uh, saw so the, the YouTube, should I say, and um, YouTube channel. So I also shared that on Twitter as well. Otherwise, look for George. I might actually try and share it through our profile as well on YouTube. Um, here I was. I was very live. I had a few beers and I quite like draft leagues and I made the first rookie mistake ever. Uh, six teams though, and I was picked two. So I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, like chat, 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 because there's a lot of YouTubers there. And I, I forget, because you know when you play leagues, it's sort of 10 or 12 and you have a little bit of time. It was one minute to pick your team. And literally I'd get it and I'd be like chatting away. And then I, for the first time ever, I think, I actually missed my pick and I ended up with Cunnington. I was like, what the hell? Like how amateurish am I? So they're like, right, right. Um, SC Insider's on, chat to him, boys, chat to him, wind him up and then watch him. And a couple of times I'm like, oh, 14 seconds, like quick. I need, I need a player. Um, so, yeah, there we go. And I yeah, had, don't like, worry. You're not alone there, but mate. One of my mates, uh, Doggy, did that yesterday in our keeper league. So, what was his name? You know, enjoy, <laughs> Do- Doggy. Shane Doggy. So, yeah, Doggy. Doggy. Yeah, we'll give you a good old Doge. Well done, mate. In a keeper league as well. Cunners, oh. that's going to serve you some good, mate. Oh, Jesus. Well, listen, in a <laughs> keeper league, you can have probably a little bit of redemption at the future time. So anyway, that's it. Um, normally, I'm really well prepared for draft leagues too. But for that one, I was kind of a, oh, like, let me try and print out my spreadsheets just beforehand and then found some errors, which I might have pumped, <laughs> given um, Jock Reynolds' voice a little bit of, I was like, hang on, this guy's not a forward as well trying to pick players. So, um, But do appreciate the work they put out. North Melbourne. Now, let's face it, that first three minutes is probably more interesting than what we're about to tell you. So um, the good news for North Melbourne is that you could be top of the table after two rounds because you play Get on. you play two basket cases straight off the bat and you have a chance of winning if you decide to pull your finger out. So it's... Um, well, well, settle down there, Benny boy. Settle down. Hawthorne are just in the rebuild. You've got to give them some credit. Premiership coming down from that new coach. Wouldn't call them a basket case. The round two opponent, they're a fucking shithouse, but and, uh, uh, I'm making it my mission oh. every podcast. So, so the, to the Fremantle supporters, you if you've got any Fremantle mates out there, get them to tune in this podcast because I'm ripping on West Coast every fucking week here. 
Right. Well, I look forward to the West Coast um, podcast coming out um, probably tomorrow <laughs> or the day after when you're on the line. Um, yeah, interesting. No, I, I do agree. But Hawks were very disappointing in that trial game to start. Um, just, oh, I, I think they do have a lot of potential. I think Gunston coming back in does help. And, you know, a few of the midfielders, and they do have a lot of talent coming through from the VFL that does actually complement them. But, you know, let's face it, North Melbourne could definitely win this game. Um, and against the Eagles as well at home, definitely within reach. I think the Eagles are literally hurt and wounded. Um, apart from that, though, like, yeah, let's face it, I think North Melbourne are still definitely going to be rebuilding, which means that we probably are going to be looking at the rookies more than anything, Swizz. But let's start off with the premium, shall we? There's what do you premiums? reckon? Yeah, I believe there's premiums. Now, there's not many, right? Uh, basically, I'm going to let you talk about the first one. Get it there's over and done one. with. There's a Get first one. Get it over one. and done with. Aaron Hall, 572,000. Everyone knows I'm not a fan of Aaron Hall. I wasn't going to pick Aaron Hall. I was doubling down on not picking Aaron Hall. And... He got injured. So now everyone's like, oh, well, we can't pick Aaron Hall. And I was like, well, I wish you would have had him for two weeks and then felt the pain I felt all last year. Um, Swizz, missing, looks like he's out for round one at this point in time. Did a hamstring. Are you keen as an upgrade option? Are you thinking he's going 122 again or are you a bit concerned? Till last week, I was so big on Aaron Hall. And if you listen to like Grimo, especially on Twitter, couldn't like he'd have Hall as his number one pick player. Loves loves the guy. Love what he did last year, and, and a lot of it last year was because there'd be a kick, so many kicks into North Melbourne's backline. Zebel marks Hall calls for the ball. Hall could be standing next to a player, calls for the ball, and then Hall gets it, gives it straight off to someone, calls for it back, kicks it to someone who butchers it, and then it's repeat. So he was getting so much ball. The, but I jumped off him about a week ago, just before his injury because the talk that McDonald was going back into the back line, Zeeb was still very much there, and they were sort of trying to change some stuff up coming into the season. So the unfortunate thing, because there would have been 15% on him at the time, that uh, he did the hammy, and I thought he could have actually started to turn into a bit of a burn man. Like um, We know that apart from the injury history, but I think some of those other guys were going to take some of those points off him. Which is which is a bit of a shame. So no, I'm not really looking for him at the moment. However, you just never know. Like come mid season and if McDonald goes down or somebody goes Zebel goes down or something like that, yeah, then that might be the time to jump back on him and hopefully he's dropped a lot in price by then. Can you believe I have him in our keeper league, Swiss? <laughs> um, look, I was big on him, and I think I had him in two drafts. I got him nice and early last year. I was like, right, he's playing a good role, but I just didn't pick him in standard. So uh, that's why I don't have any love for him and a hamstring perfect old man injury. Um, did go 110 for the middle eight rounds and 122 for the last seven. So that's where the appeal comes from. Uh, I just think as well that North have to – the coach came in basically after the trading period, I think it was. North selected a coach quite late, so he – would have had probably less time to come up with a game plan and do a whole bunch of stuff like that. So I think it was a, a, a work in progress. And then now I feel like they need to actually develop some of this youth. You can't just have some of these old guys just racking up ball for the sake of it. I think you actually need to start learning and start having an actual game plan that doesn't revolve around um, you know, turning it over and just rewarding the old guys with one-twos. Well, I think there was a, the other pit that a lot of people missed last year. But because of their young recruits, uh, young Phillips was um, brought in and Tommy Powell. So you've got a little bit of youth in that midfield. That meant North were going to see a lot of ball down defence. 
So they wanted experienced heads back there just to, you know, settle down the ship, help out the young guys. Now that those guys have got an extra year under the belt and they've brought in Greenwood to help out that midfield, now they can work on the defenders. And that's where I think Josh Goda will come in and McDonald goes back. And you'll see probably just one of those guys in Zebul as the leadership role and they'll have a bit more of a younger defense now that they'll develop. Um, and those pieces will come together. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, so that's that one there. So the next one I'm going to go for, I'm going to go straight to Jai Simkin. A little bit of value there, 529K midfielder, 97.2 average. He was actually really exceptional in the first half of, uh, was it 2021? And with Cunnington pretty much being out at this point in time, for me, I think it's Jai Simkin's midfield. Now, I know some people are saying, you know, Greenwood's coming in, etc. But I think Greenwood is still capped at what he can do. And Jai Simkin, I think, could kind of come into and being kind of like a little mini Took or a mini Parish, where like he's the the brunt sort of midfielder that spends a lot of his time in there getting the ball. So I'm pretty keen on him for draft leagues, particularly. I'm not going there in standard, but I think there's a lot more upside than a 97. So oh, yeah, there's definitely value there. But I was, um, especially as you said in the draft leagues, I would have been a lot more excited about this guy before Greenwood came in. I think Greenwood, normally you'd go, well, Greenwood's a big body, it helps to support. But North have a lot of those sort of midfielders in there. Um, now we know Cunners is going to be missing a lot of footy and Jed Anderson, we don't know exactly what's going on with his vaccination Who are status. the big bodies then? Who are the big bodies? But, well, you've still got LDU playing not in that there big. as a midfield. You know, you're saying not as big? Not that big. Not that big? No. All right, that, that, that's fine. You're a, not that big. Taron Thomas, yeah. not that big. Taron Thomas isn't isn't that big, but he runs, no. definitely runs through there. Powell, not no. that big. Do you think? Will Phillips, not well, that big. Oh, I'm not going to mention Paul, Pollock on this fucking draft, but oh, this fucking Pollock, oh, my God, is he even around? He's still there. He's actually still there. I He's heard somebody took him in a draft like It was pretty funny. Um, he reminds well, me of yeah, like okay, a single so, mom that cashes yeah. his pay, like cashes their paycheck each week, saying, yes, yes, please, thank you. Yeah, but it's just the amount of, and the amount of players they got made, and that in that midfield. So, like Simpkins no. got to be the Simpkins got to be their number one guy. But there's so many of them, and I, I just don't. With Greenwood he's coming in, I just think it takes one. more run. Yeah, he's the but only what one happens, that could push 105 to 110. If, the only one. But what happens if Ad Anderson gets his jab and Cunningham comes back? Like well, Anderson's many, like a forward mid, isn't he? Anderson. Yeah, and, Anderson won't even be back. But sure, he won't he even be go back for a while. Well, he he literally doesn't. just got back to the club, and they're saying he's got so much work to do. He'll be he'll be playing in like VFL, basically, until he gets match fitness. He's had no preseason much at all. I think he probably actually accepted the fact that maybe he wasn't going to play. You know what I mean? Like there was a whole range of stuff. But basically, word is he came back and he is underdone, and he will be spending time in the VFL. So I think he's a while away. Um. I think, yeah, Powell and Phillips have actually quite a lot to go for them. So when you look at keeper leagues, uh, Powell is definitely going early in keeper leagues. Uh, I don't even mind him even in draft leagues at this point in time as a, as a mid-forward Swiss. I don't know if you if you rate him enough to possibly scrape, like, with an 80 this year. Oh, yeah, possibly in the draft. I don't know if it's going to be 80 again. I'm, my yeah, problem but, with like, within just... reach. If you, if yeah, you, you within know, if reach. If no, you're in a but, 14 league, I don't mind him on. Like, yeah, it bench, depends how deep you're kind of. Well, if he's there at the right time, I'd probably take him. But again, I just yep. think there's like, well, who was their starting um, three midfielders, you think, in that bounce? Simpkin, uh, Greenwood, probably, and they're going, what, and David LDU, Hume, and LDU, or they'll probably rotate, and then they might have Simpkin, um, Greenwood, and then maybe they might even 
have a Taron Thomas kind of go or some like some point of difference. Or they might just yeah. go those three, those three in there, and then try and mix in, um, you know, your Powell's and your maybe Powell to you, Taron Thomas, Phillips probably get in there a little bit. Uh, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, they'll probably that, mix a couple my, of those older heads. Yeah, that's my worry. But like, and even you know, though he's more wing, that like Jaden Stephenson played some time in there. Um, they, I just feel like they've got a lot of sort of guys you know, going to be running around in that mix at the moment. And uh, like, a, yeah, I'm just a little worried about selecting them because week to week basis, you don't actually know who's going to freaking start in there. Why are we arguing so much about possible know, draft mate. players, Swizz? We're yeah, talking about, right. oh, like Jai Simpkins good for draft and you're trying to shit on my boat that he can't go yeah, 105 because yeah. I have a whole bunch of shitty, possibly good talented players. I don't know why shitty and good talented come in the same sentence. No, I'm, but... Mate, I'm happy to talk up Tara and Thomas. I think the kid's a jet. Well, let's move on to that. Can we move on yeah, to Terrence Thomas it. and go with a 459K forward mid hyped up Terrence Thomas? I've got him in a keeper league as well. Scraps that no one wanted. Average 105 for his last six rounds, 84 for the season. So people see that as bargain price. It's kind of the Jordan Ngoi of North Melbourne. Terrence Thomas, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Swiss, what are your thoughts? Go run with it. Well, I think you've, you've covered that. He was his finish to the year. And it's very, very Dugowie, Shy Bolton kind of player um, coming into his fourth season, 47 games. It's just that prime that we always talk about. That they hit those 50 games and, you know, they just feel like they start to belong. So, yeah, I, thought... I get what you're saying about Simkin, but I think there's more value there with Taron Thomas. And the great thing about him is he's already got the uh, dual position. I thought it was a bit ironic. His, his finish to the season was strong. And yet North Melbourne are finished. So I thought it was a little bit ironic, uh, his performances at the back end don't of the year. Think? But um, yeah, a little bit. Um, right. So I, I don't I don't mind him. Draft leagues as well. I see people jumping on so early. It's the preseason hype game. Taron mm. Thomas had a few good games. Looks like he's doing really well in the preseason. And sometimes these hype ones really work out. Uh, again, draft league yesterday, Butters went pick 12. Uh, I think it was the super coach one was on tonight. And JB was saying that someone pipped uh, Butters from him. So I don't, I don't know how early that was going, but it uh, looks like Butters is definitely any draft league coming up in the next sort of 10 days. I think Butters is going super early, like above a lot of other players, which is kind of ridiculous. So uh, we'll see. I Karen guess is in 9% of teams, mate. Yeah. Again, it's the value train this year in the forward line. Uh, we spoke, I think, a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, like, no, you you pay for the premiums. And then next minute, all these mid-prices, you know, your Greenwoods and your Brayshaws that were forward, you know, start to go 90 to 100 or 100 odd. Uh, could be one of those years again, to be honest, where could be. Yeah, the but forward the guys, line is definitely open. The guys that you've mentioned, Butters and Heaney, around that same price, I'd much rather. And I'd probably rather shy Bolton, to be completely honest. Oh, I think I'd rather Taron Thomas over Bolton because yeah, Bolton is a fucking do. devil. I do. I do write, write Taron Thomas. I was just throwing in a Richmond player just so I could get into the conversation. Oh, and there. Bolton, of but... all the people you could lure me with. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. But even then, what is he? Five, Nearly 460 for 40 more K. I'd rather Dusty Martin. At least you know what you're getting. I think Dusty goes 100, like, you know, based on what I saw from his um, trial game. Like, Mate, you, I love you... the fact that we've talked the told um, turned the North Melbourne podcast into the Richmond podcast. It's might because I've got my Richmond shirt on. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'd much rather. Oh, we're talking yeah. price points. It's okay. Yeah, we are and price points. That's fine. Yeah, we no, need to get I, listeners I, somehow. Swizz, we've got to talk about other teams with the North Melbourne <laughs> podcast, but the North Melbourne one. Oh, poor North Melbourne. 
Um, um, yeah, no, right, so Luke, stay over Thomas. Luke McDonald in draft leagues, you could get him very late. You know, 372,000 midfielder. No one's picking him, right? And the only way you would pick him is that you pick him late in the draft, hope he gets the defender status, and then that way hopefully he gets that 90-plus averaging role again. Uh, it's like kind of like a little free shot, and you'll know in the first three to four rounds if he's playing defense, and if he's not, then just move him on. It, easy as that. Super easy. Um, I did the same on it yesterday. It was um, – so what was it? You know, Luke McDonald went from someone else, but I got like a you know Billings, who's meant to be playing forward. Um, I think Sloan's even looking at playing forward. So a few of these other players, and if you get them late enough, if they play midfield, they'll still do all right. But you can also move them on, which is the perfect thing about draft. So uh, let's go on the rookies that we're looking at, Swizz, and we'll round it out pretty quick. Um, first one is for me is Charlie Coombin. He's a 123k forward ruck that I'm kind of looking at. Now, the news was is that he was flying, added considerable muscle, hasn't missed a session yet this preseason, and was training with defense and forward groups. So I know he's a forward ruck, but he's someone that could actually be playing um, playing defense or playing forward. It's just about that scoring potential that I want to see a little bit more of at the moment. Uh, what do you think quickly? Yeah, well, I think they've got a bit of a trying to work out where, where he best fits in because they clearly want to play him. The problem with North, because they still got Goldstein, who probably plays what one more year, maybe two, the way he's sort of going. Um, they've brought in CCJ for over from Richmond, but the the one that a few people forget, they also got Edwards in last year in the preseason draft, which was their uh, the the mid year draft, which mid-year. was their number one pick. And this kid was going to be rated in the first round if he if they held off, and um, the club got him this year. So he's a forward ruck as well. So it's trying to like, okay, how do we bring all these guys in? And North have already got some key forwards down there. So how do you fit all these tools in um, that they've recruited over the last couple of years? So I think Comden, now they're trying to look at, okay, can we get him maybe into the back line? The only issue is they've actually picked Probably. up Aiden Core, who didn't play last year as well, and trying to fit him in. This. So they've got some tools there, North, and it's like trying to balance it out because they want to get some of the games into this talent. Unless he's kind of like a third tall. I guess you've got McKay um, as well core and then maybe if he's a third one back and then you have your um you know your zebels and your halls and your mcdonald's or something kind of on the back line they did lose tarrant as well so that kind of does help a little bit um yeah you're right though it's going to be an interesting setup there or yeah again at worst, full- he could he could actually be even a bloody sub vest mate like hey no worries we've got an injury awesome you're going into defense we have an injury awesome you're going forward line hey we have an injury to the ruck awesome you're going in the ruck like it could be the sellies of all players yeah, and it, and it's like usually they like the small for the subfest, but some clubs do do it sometimes and put the tall there. But you know they've already got Larky down the forward line. We know Stephenson's going to play some time down there, if not a lot more time, with all these midfielders in there. Um, and then as we said, they've brought in CCJ as it is, so that's kind of that forward line setup. So, and if they try to get Jack Edwards in there as well at some point, well, where does Comden fit in? Or Comden fit in? So. It's yep. uh, yeah, as you said, it's going to be an interesting one with him. It is, and I'm definitely big on Edwards as well. Um, they did say yeah, first round draft pick. They got him early. It was like a little bit of a project player. Like he had that much potential, and it looked like he was going to go early in this year's draft. So like, wonderful, we'll just get him now and kind of work with him. So I'm I'm waiting to see aesthetically. I think as well, we're looking between these ones, the last two, um, Goda, you kind of mentioned already, one seventeen k mid, uh, was. Training as a defender, I believe. I'm not too sure on that. It was yep. impressive in the trial game, though, Swiss. Yeah, coming off half back. So 
I think once Hall went down as well, um, they would actually talk about him when he, um, during his sort of, uh, well, they, you know, the rookie, the rookie year last year that he could be one of those guys who could play early just because his body shape. Um, yep. So do I, do I think he's a good possibility now with that North injury with Hall? Yes. You know, 190 centimeters, already 80 kilograms. Yeah, the big bodies are always the ones that come in early and, and can do a job because they've already developed out. And that's why I thought Goda was a big chance of playing the only issue with him. Being a call to Cannon, hasn't seen a lot of footy over the last two years, but clearly he's put the work in um, without playing the actual games. And yeah, he seemed to fit in very well down at half back. Poor Will Gould is going, mate, my body's ready. <laughs> oh, I was no. drafted and I haven't oh. got a fucking game. That's I've done right. everything you've asked. Yeah. Uh, next well, one is Jason Hall, Francis. Well, yeah, yeah, he should have been number one on the list and that. The, oh, the first interesting no, no. thing with We've him... we got to finish, finish yeah, strong, mate. Jason Hall and Francis now, because this one will take a minute. Uh, 207,000, uh, predominantly played. Uh, so they drafted him predominantly as a forward with some odd midfield stints. He warmed into the trial game, though. He didn't really set the world alight to start with. And the issue I'm going to have is it's, okay, well, you know, they were missing uh, a couple of midfielders out of that mix already because I think they had COVID or due to illness is what they called it. Um, so I'm not too sure. Like, I, I think he's talented enough when you look at, you know, he pack marks and he looks like he's got a real X factor to him. But I, I don't really generally like forwards that are 200,000 stunning them in my team. And we see them each year. I, don't, I can't remember the last time a forward actually was super coach relevant at 200,000. Rookie, yeah, well, first year. That, that is the worry. And we've already named all those midfielders. Firstly, to the 6% of uh, people, I think it is, that have him on their pine at the moment. If you're picking this bloke, he starts on, he starts on your field in the midfield. You're not paying 207000 to put somebody on your bench. Swap that now. But I think he's the most selected or second most selected player. Anybody that watched these highlights through that, uh, um, that Sandville Finals knows you know, how ready, mate, this guy is ready to play footy. It's Patrick Dangerfield fives all over again when Danger was drafted. There was a lot of uh, talk back then, and there's a lot more, obviously, media coverage these days. Ready to go. We'll kick goals. The problem is it's the north forward line. Like, yeah, I think their their young talent's going to improve, and they're going to be a scary team in maybe two or three years when this talent comes through, if they can keep them all together. But how much forward time, like outside the first two weeks, how many goals are they going to be kicking? How much ball is he actually going to see down that forward line? And, you know, Phillips, well, actually, Ben, you were a big call on this about players who are two, three, four years in the system. And they've got those young guys. We've just talked about Powell. We've talked about LDU. We've talked about Phillips. So they're getting a crack in the middle field before Horn Francis. Um, you know, yep. he's the number one draft pick, but they don't need to. We see it with a lot of teams now. Yeah, you, you want to get your number one draft pick out there. But there's he's a 10 to 15-year investment. You're not throwing him in the first bounce from day one. He's going to probably line up no. forward pocket, half forward even flank. Phillips. Phillips was a very early pick. It was like two yeah, or three. Exactly. I think it was pick three. And yep. he, he was a midfielder, barely played, didn't get a very good role. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, he's got he's like Quadzilla. He's Ollie Wines Jr., I swear mm. to God. He's got massive quads yep. on him. And Powell as well. These guys have kind of put in a bit of time. They get first dibs on top of everything else coming out. And then you have a guy who can play forward and then come in and do a role and maybe play his kind of like a picket, play your six to eight minutes. Do you know what I mean? In a midfield, um, in a quarter or whatever. You come in and do a, play a couple little bits and pieces, but 
Uh, yeah, for me, but when we have a look at there, you know, Horn Francis, okay, you know, midfielder, but forward, probably. Um, Ugo Hagen, right, no good. Rowell and Walsh, were probably the exception because it, before that had been a little while. Um, Rayner, obviously, wasn't very good first year. You know, McGrath was decent enough. Weedering, McCartan, Boyd, right, no good first year. Whitfield, I can't remember. Um, do you know what I mean? But going back a while, so generally the first mm. pick – not so good to start yeah, and the first he's year. Not, he's not like, yeah, he's going to become a pure midfielder at some point in his career. But I think it's Petrarca, Dangerfield, Dusty, all those guys where they start their career down, even Parrish started their career down the forward yep. line, spent three, four years uh, learning Parrish, the craft, developing. I'd hate to correct you, but Parrish started a midfield. Well, he, he had those couple of years there in the frigging half supplement. forward line where they never buddy. I think it was his first year supplement scandal, wasn't it? First year yeah, supplement scandal. Parrish was straight in, got banged up, no, and that, merit. That was because of different reasons. If they had the full complement, he would have been buddy. Yeah, no, I know that. But, but again, the, but the only exceptions. That's what happened for these top, these high picks who can play up in the forward line. There's just, you know, it's about getting 50 games into him, let him develop his different skills and that. And when the time's right, yeah, he'll be lining up in that, at that first centre bounce, but that's not going to be happening this year. No, and the only exceptions to scoring for number one picks are the ones that are playing pure midfield, your Rouse, your Walshers. Um, even when we go back, you know, your, your Mills and stuff was probably the exception playing, you know, as a, as a high price was fairly successful. But at 200,000, they really need to average quite well to get to 350. It's just, a, you know, when you, you look at starting, um, was it Clark last year? Was it 230 or 250 or 260? I can't remember what he was exactly, but you kind of stagnate with the price because they are expensive. You start dropping 60s and you go nowhere. You know what I mean? 60s averages generally kind of plateau, and especially if you're buying them at 207, you know what I mean? You really need 70s and 80s consistently in any low score, which could happen with North, could happen with youth. It's one of those ones where I'm looking, I'm – I'm watching, but he didn't really sell me at the start of the game. So I'm just kind of, again, I'll watch this weekend and see. Yeah, exactly. And I think those two early games, usually a lot of the time their first game, they kind of just run around against another first gamer and do his thing. But there'll be a bit of pressure on him. So he probably will kick a couple of goals, especially Hawthorne West Coast first up. But then when you start getting the grind and you're playing against Brisbane and you're playing against the Doggies and Geelong, with the way those guys, those teams set up their defense and the system that they have, yeah, you're not going to have Tommy Stewart letting Buddy Torn Francis get easy marks and and kick goals there. Like the quality of defenders that he'll come up against, and you just naturally get that attention as a first, you know, a number one pick. It's not like, yeah, you know, pick twelve comes yep. in and that no one's ever heard of. Or like, or the opposite where Gota will just sit at the half back line, get a few, you know, cheap possessions because you know he's just going to come off their six forward. And run around and do his thing, but Horn Francis, everybody's going to know about him. No different to when Jack Watts debuted. You know the attention he got when he ran, finally you know came on and played against the Pies. They just gave it to him, and uh, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on this kid. Now I think he's up to it and he'll be a good player, but don't expect you know Raoul Walsh kind of stats out of him first year. No, I agree. And for that, it's a watch and see at this point in time. Um, and you're right, though. It's bigger boys, they start putting blocks on and all kinds of stuff, and it's going to be a, a a bit of adjusting that first players kind of need. So I think he's definitely still best 22. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see how we go. And that pretty do much you have him in, Benny? So, Benny, do Me, you have him I have, and then now I actually have faded him for, I think, Ward. 
And then now I might have him in again. It's just there's not much in there at the moment that excites me. I've got definitely got Dacos. Um, Stevenson kind of impressed enough that I'm kind of watching him again this weekend. So it's really going to be this week based yeah, on and, and, and naming, obviously. But it's, it's Ward versus Horn Francis for me for that spot. And both weren't that exceptional. And Horn mm. Francis probably beat Ward. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Another week, another data. Yeah, well, that's right. And then probably Hobbs comes out and dominates again. And I'll be like, fuck, now I've got a real decision on my hands. But, yeah, at the moment, I think it's Horn Francis, Ward, and then, your yeah, Stevens, Hobbs. Hobbs only got a late show in, though. So... Yeah, but he kind of looked good in that one one quarter that yeah. he, he got in. But at the same time, they're, they're more deep and for the position. And I know a lot of people say North Melbourne because they're bottom. Um, they're going to play some of these rookies. But we've gone through the reasons why, where... Ward is more of a chance to get that extra midfield time because the Hawks, you know, are sort of crying out for that little bit more dash coming out, a bit more skill to complement Tom Mitchell and Warple. Yeah, no, I agree. Time will, yeah. That rounds us out for North Melbourne, everyone. That's 30 minutes longer than we thought. Because um, <laughs> we talked about we'll Richmond it. half of it. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, speaking of Richmond, we'll probably get up to them very soon. But look, until next time, please do like, subscribe, tell us what you think. Let us know who you're keeping your eye on and if there is a reason why we should definitely be starting Horn Francis. Let us know. Sell us. Sell us to sell you. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 